Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamers. In the town of Hawthorne, Gary helps a vampire named Silvio with some legal troubles. Having been turned into a vampire thrall by a mysterious group of vampire lords by the name of Ed and Fred, Silvio returns to find his home and family taken by a minotaur named Goron. After presenting proof that his wife may be under the effects of something called Nario's Dick Drunk Decoction, the judge rules there will be a court date in the coming spring. Gary then gathers a flump from an extermination job, and they steal a cart, heading on north toward the Sunder. Upon arrival, they see the monastery in the distance through a blizzard, swarmed by a huge horde of flying creatures before an old dwarf man steps up onto the carriage. I do declare, your honor is back in Cetera. Easy now. You don't want to get much closer than this. The old dwarf looks at you, one hand over Becca's mouth as her eyes dart back and forth between the two of you in the biting cold of the blizzard. Gary puts like a claw hand up to the face of this stranger and he goes, Who are you? The name's Jorgen Rockbottom. Pleasure to meet you. He eyes Becca, who is seeming to breathe a little calmer, removes a hand from her mouth, and holds out hands to shake each of yours. Pleasure. What do you want? I'm here to stop you from getting any closer. What is that? What is the swarm? Roll an investigation check for me. A six. Bats. Vampires, to be specific. I wouldn't recommend coming any closer unless you want to join them. He turns to look in the back of the stagecoach. Silvio, can you 
turn into a bat. As you say that, you look, because you're in the driver's seat at the front of the carriage, and you look into the back, and you see Calvin and Silvio are both trying to calm the flump down, who has now turned to bright red and is going, Evil thoughts! Evil thoughts! Evil! Evil! And Silvio hears this, and he goes, What, what was that, Ray? Can you turn into a bat? Can I? He, like, strains. And he turns into a bat. And then he turns back, and Yorgo goes, Impressive, lad. Jesus Christ, who the hell are you? <laughs> Name's Jorgen Rockbottom. Pleasure to meet you. Aye. And then uh, Gary just points with his call hand to show Silvio the swarm. Oh, shit. It's them. It's them. So, so they'll recognize you? They could. I don't know. They, they've grown. Aye, lad. Hundreds, if not possibly thousands of bats there. I don't know what's going on inside the monastery, but no one's been allowed in or out in nearly two weeks. Gary looks around. Uh, is there, like, any trees or shrubbery? You don't see much of any. Like, you maybe see, like, a single skinny dead tree. It's also very, very, very hard to see right now because the blizzard is blazing. Yeah. Like, the only reason you can see this is because it's so big that you can kind of see the outline through the snow. Gary will turn to the stranger, Jargon, and uh, say, We need to hide the carriage. You're not going to try to get in there now, are you? Trust me, even I know my limits. There's no way we're getting past all of them. There has to be a better way in. <sighs> well, oh, fuck, who recommended me to go? Uh, roll a history check. Remember, you've been having some memory troubles lately. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Five. Oh, fuck. Seven. You can't quite remember who recommended you to come this way. <sighs> Angelina. Yeah. Yeah, Ray. Grizabeth gets up, uh, kind of works her way over. Uh, Yorick, Yasuka, and Yimik are all sleeping, like, right across the middle of the carriage. So she, like, tiptoes her way over them and goes, Yeah, what's going on? Oh, my God, what is all of that? Gary kind of stumbles over to her. He puts his hands on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks around and looks at her. He's like, What? Why are we here again? We're here to get you help, Ray. Who? Who told us to come here? You don't remember, Ray? At Hardy's healing temple? Yeah. On the way out. Uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But now, it looks like no one is left to help me in there. Well, lad, we don't know who's still in there. The, uh, the swarm, hasn't, again, hasn't allowed anyone in or out. I don't know why they would want to hold the monastery unless they're looking to get their hands on some of the supplies in there. But that wouldn't take that long. But it looks like they've already taken over. I have to believe the people inside are still okay. I have to. What exactly are you, are you looking for? Uh, we were looking for someone named Meryl. Yeah! And Gary, like, flicks his head up, like, yeah, yeah, Meryl. 
And you see Jorgen kind of like puts a gloved hand to his forehead and like wipes it a little bit. And he goes, Hi, my son. Meryl. Meredith. Meredith Meryl. 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 Ray. Ray. She puts like two hands on your face. She goes, you okay? Mer- Meredith. Gri- hey. Angelina. Meryl. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Chris. Uh, Angelina. Uh, Please, Mr. Sorry. Who are you? Jürgen Rockbottom. Pleasure to meet you. Right. Uh, you said y- your son is, is Meryl? Aye. Why? He works in the monastery. Meryl's. Can you fix me? And he just kind of stumbles to, <laughs> desperately to Jürgen. Jürgen kind of helps hold you up and goes, I'm afraid I'm not much of a healer, lad. But I'll do whatever I can to help you find Meryl. I have to believe he's okay. Uh, what what ails you? Oh, it, it's a whole long story. A staff that was broken and a crazy guy that lives inside of him now. We gotta uh, maybe <laughs> kill him so that he could come back to life and the other guy can go. It's a whole thing, really. Uh, seems out of my field of expertise. Yeah, probably. No offense, none taken. Right, Mr. Ray, is it? Yeah. I haven't been able to find a way in yet. But I have to believe my son is okay in there. It seems you have a pretty big party with you. I can do what I can to keep you all safe until we can find a way inside. Once we can get him out, I promise you, Meryl would be happy to help. Okay. How can you keep us safe? That's a tough question. The situation over in Longreach has gotten pretty ugly. What's going on in Farreach? Well, that's a long... Daddy! Daddy! Gary turns around to the voice. Yeah, you hear Calvin stumbling his way over everyone in the camera. He goes... The jelly guy going crazy. Evil thoughts! Evil thoughts! The vibes are bad! Who's this guy? Uh, this is, uh, Ashley. He looks a lot like your toy, Jeremiah. He holds up his Jeremiah action figure and goes, You don't look like Jeremiah. No. You, Jeremiah, wink. <laughs> yeah, he says wink and he winks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your faces start like your facial muscles have started to stiffen a little bit. You don't know if it's because of the cold or the transformation. So the wink is like very creaky and slow. Like he looks like one of those toys, not the Jeremiah one. He holds up the Yargon and then looks at Yargon and looks back <laughs> at the toy. And Yargon does like the pose of the action figure and he goes. What are you trying to say? Jorgen Rockbottom. Pleasure to meet you. What? You're not Jorgen. You're too old. <laughs> well, I, I suppose time has done that to me. What's your name, lad? I'm Jeremiah. Good name. I had a very good friend named Jeremiah. buying it. Why? Cow. I mean, Jeremiah. Yeah? Of course. I. It makes sense. How old that story I used to tell you 
It's old. It's an old story. And dwarves get really old. It's you! And then Gary goes again, to, but this time to shake his hand like super firmly and, and enthusiastically. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, what an honor to shake your hand. And he's just still shaking it aggressively yeah. enthusiastically. You, at this point, Jorgen's hand has just kind of gone limp in yours as you keep shaking it. And he goes, <laughs> the, the pleasure's all mine. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's real. And you're... What's going on in Longreach? Where to begin? If you're familiar, Longreach was once a, a great kingdom. It was ruled by King Daryl, a very close friend of mine. Thankfully, Frost trolls have very long lifespans as well. Uh, he ruled until just about a century ago. Once the whole court thing started, he had the palace turned into a huge court. And so King Daryl became Judge Daryl. Although the public was so pleased with his rule that he maintained all of his authority. Now, eventually, he stepped down to enjoy the last few years of his life in peace. He appointed his right-hand man, Therin, to take his place. It worked out okay, until he suddenly fell ill about two years ago with a bad case of the Meyer flu. After that, his son, Rengar, took his place. The brat has been an absolutely unhinged tyrant. Now, the job of the court is to determine whether punishable harm has been done. Well, with no jury in place, Rengar gets to decide what he considers punishable harm all on his own. He has the reclaimers roam in the streets and jailing people for the slightest infractions. Forget to pay your taxes? Dungeon. Print something bad about him in the paper? Dungeon. Get sick and miss work? Dungeon. Every day people disappear, never to be seen again. Rengar controls wages, food distribution, job assignments. And if you even so much as think about complaining, then you know where you're headed. You want to skip town? Good luck. Their bounty hunters are no joke. So... Yeah, Longreach isn't the most desirable place to be right now. And, uh, unfortunately, the monastery falls under Longreach jurisdiction. And for some reason, Rengar hasn't wanted to take any action about it. I'm pretty sure he's in on it somehow. Why is the Sunder under Longreach control? Longreach is essentially one of the great cities in the Sunder. So, you're saying we need help from Longreach to get into the monastery? I mean, Rengar does have a very formidable reclaimer force, but he doesn't seem very interested in helping the people, just lying in his own coffers. If, uh... And he kind of eyes you all over, like deciding if he should say something. And then he goes, Yeah, so... That's that. We're halfway there. Checkpoint. This, this is the halftime ad with Nikki B. Nikki B. 
Yeah! Who's there? Oh, hey, disembodied voice. Man, I am just so hooked on Beyond D&D. Oh, is it Mark Borg? No, Hexingtide. Hexingtide? Yeah, the whole five-episode arc is out now, and it's a really cool game. Like, super simple rules, and everyone plays as monsters, and, oh, and that slime thing that Hannah came up with. It's creepy as fuck. I love it. Sounds interesting. I'm hooked. I'm a big fan of the lung. Uh, oh, and the Doughboy's war flashbacks since he's made a dozens of dead men's body parts. But also Michael as Jezebel is pretty perfect. Right. Uh, listen, I have something to do, so... And TJ playing a weird little fucker is always cool. Okay. Here, look, why, why, why don't we just listen? But I really got no, too late. I'm playing the clip. It. Boom. What was that? Oh, surely nothing to worry about. When refrigerators fall over, they make large noises like that, little boy. We're simply refrigerating things, as one does. Oh. Do not fret, Alex. Miss Saint Germain is here. She will make sure that you are safe. And uh, Jezebel Saint Germain is going to uh, go and see what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Yes, please, go to emergency maintenance on our refrigerator. Oh, okay. Um, should we go check it out? No, no, Alex, that won't be necessary. Here, let me tell you something, Alex. Look at me, look into my eyes, but don't look too closely. Oh, okay. All right. It is important to be brave, Alex. Many humans meet many terrible, terrifying ends. I don't like this. Yeah, you just listen to that. And in the meantime, I just want to give a big old Nikki B thank you to Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Clara Jean Kelly, November Sky, John Mitchell, Greta Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Salty, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Con Air on DVD, Doubtful Guest, Michael Rectus, Davis Walden, Denny Dewdrop, Myth Mouse, Callie Wolf, Brendan M. Bishop, Twiglets, Joanna, Wes Berger, Stan Sitzman, Scrambles the Death Dealer, Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesnard, Rue Thanatos, Morgan Lawson, Trip, Wilhelmina Fox, Stoner Panda, Melissa Rain, Hensational, Aaron Servania, Butts A Plenty, The Lone Trumpeter, Uvula Nutria, normally me, and Dane Kolhoff. Well, my headphones are still floating, so I guess the voice really likes it. The whole series is available to the patrons over at patreon.com. First episode is free. And uh, thanks for stopping by. I'll see you guys next week. We'll play checkers or something. I don't fucking really got to clean up this place. So, what's your plan to get your son back? I'm trying to find an alternative way in. Without considerable manpower, 
I don't think we can work through all those vampires without getting turned ourselves. I've been thinking maybe something like tunneling, some or some secret entrance somehow to find a way in and maybe just extract whoever's left uh, before they even know we're there. I'm afraid the monastery might be lost. I don't say that lightly, lad. It holds a lot of sentimental value to me. It's one of the few remnants I have of my friends who are long gone. This is... What was the name? This is... This is the monastery built by your friend. Hotlock Warren and Giseline. Wow. It's actually uh, (laughs) quite the wonderful place. After everything went down, they opened it and grew it over time. It, uh, not, not only has it helped uh, very many people, but it's become one of the continent's leading research centers. Uh, my son, Merrill, he's, uh, he's actually the head epidemiologist there. Spends a lot of time studying different strains of the Meyer flu. It's thanks to the efforts of him, Hartlock, and countless others that we've been able to avoid a second Meyer plague. Well... My friend here is a vampire that can turn into a bat, but I guess unless we can mask his scent, I don't think he can get in safely. Perhaps we can work something out. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I I just ask that whatever happens, Ray, please make sure my, my family is taken care of. I mean, they're there. There are people trapped inside, and I have to help. Who knows? Tommin could still be in there. What if Tommin has been enthralled again? I couldn't live with myself, leaving him behind like that. Hmm. Having a vampire on our side could be a a great advantage. What exactly are all your backgrounds? (sighs) Well, I used to be a lawyer. Really? Yeah. We have a, a tailor, magical tailor, but he's not feeling too well. I inquired about a, uh, uh, cloak of invisibility. Perhaps Barnabas could help us create something that would allow us to enter unseen by the vampires. Yeah, I asked him about that. I think he needs more material, or maybe he... Just needs to rest. Well, Ray, do, do you think he might be able to get the right materials in long reach? Oh. How's the, um... How, how's the... Huh, how's the shopping in long reach? For what it's worth, despite the, um... Frankly miserable state for a lot of the citizens, Longreach is a major manufacturing and distribution center for a lot of raw materials in the continent. The entire sun that is, but we have some of the most skilled craftsmen in Longreach. Uh, again, the trouble would be getting in. They're going to request papers, since right now no one is allowed in or out of Longreach. Alternatively, you could go apply for citizenship, only once you sign that contract, you're kind of in it for life. But you said no one is even allowed out. Aye, not without being checked in or out. They keep eyes on you. If not, they send bounty hunters after you. 
You're a citizen, right? I snuck out under the cover of the blizzard. Um, to be honest, I am one of the lucky ones. I'm retired at this point. And, uh, well, when Rengar took over, it seems he honored that. I don't really do much work other than still pitching in at the community theater from time to time. Uh, I think I'm a bit of a symbol to the town, so he's been afraid to get rid of me. But he's definitely looking for an excuse. So, that's why he didn't... I'm just confused. If you're a citizen, you can't go in and out. You have to check in and out. They keep tabs on you. If you don't return by your slated time, they'll... Go find you. So now you're wanted. No, they don't know I'm out right now. We're not far. How long have you been gone? A few hours. Oh, okay. I've been sneaking out, you know, thankfully winter we get these nasty blizzards. I've been sneaking out to keep an eye on the monastery, see if I see any signal from my son. Right. What are the reclaimers like over there? Strong. Harsh. Rengar has given them essentially full reign. They see you doing anything, they're allowed to take you in. So, yes. The problem is, if we sneak in, we put the people we are getting out at risk. Aye. But we can go through all the trouble to try and get the long-reach support. He takes another deep breath, kind of puts his hand on his bare hat, and goes, Okay. You seem like family folk. I think I can trust you. I have been harboring a number of refugees, for lack of a better word, at the theater. People who, for some reason or other, would have been taken in by Rengar. If they managed to escape in time, I have been keeping them hidden. There's not many of us, but I'm trying to get up enough dissidents to overthrow his rule. If we can displace him, maybe hold an election or or something, then maybe we can get Longreach back to being a happy and prosperous place to live. It was so beautiful for centuries. I'm old. I don't want to die seeing it like this. Well, it sounds like your new ruler is a tyrant and probably wouldn't uh, care too much about what an election says. Aye, but what if he's not around to say what he cares about? Right. Wait. And then Gary sits down on the ground and starts hitting his little goblin head with his hands. Yeah. And, and Calvin looks up and goes, Regicide. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gary looks up. Okay, so we have some options. We've got a vampire, a tailor. Oh, oh, I've got that friend that can turn into an eagle. Tight. But I think it's best... To get long-reach help. I used to be a lawyer. Perhaps a public trial of the judge? 
A true court of the people? How do we convince a tyrant for a fair trial? We don't give him a choice. Yeah. Okay. So, we don't need to storm the palace. We just need to sneak in and grab Rag... Ragnar... Ragnar... Rengar, but yes, close enough. Rengar. Okay. Let's not put too many people at risk, but we'll send a demon and get uh, the king. I like the way you think. I'm quite familiar with the layout of the castle. We've got you. We've got our drone here. And he gestures his hand to Silvio. Uh, I need to see if Strunk is okay. Because he's strong enough to fly anyone out. Uh, yeah, you turn and you see that pretty much everyone in the carriage, except for Yemek, Yorick, and Yasuka, who are still kind of passed out, all of them have been paying attention at this point, and they just haven't wanted to interrupt. You see Strunk is there. He is bandaged from the bear attack, and he says, <clears throat> I don't think I'm well enough to fly just yet, but soon I, I should be. I'll be able to help Ray. I might just need a day or two. Do we have a day or two? I mean, I feel awful every day that people are stuck in that monastery doing God knows what, but we can't wait. I can take you to the theater and hide you there. Maybe we do a little recon in the meantime. Okay. Yeah, let's hide in the theater for now. We're going to have to find a way to sneak you into Longreach. Thankfully, the blizzard's blazing, so... It shouldn't be too much of a problem getting you in, as long as they don't spot the carriage. Hmm. Okay. I say we do it. All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> and uh, Jorgen kind of stands up and addresses everyone inside the caravan goods. For those of you I haven't gotten to meet yet, Jorgen Rockbottom, and I thank you in advance for your help. I will do everything in my power to keep you safe. You see the flump kind of calms down a little bit. It goes from the red, it's been freaking out in the background the whole time, to like a vague purple. And it goes, The vibes are mixed! The vibes are mixed! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Ray, and I'm sorry I didn't catch your name, miss. Oh, Becca. Yes, Becca. Shall we uh, navigate back to Longreach? Yeah, tell us the route. All right. We can take... That keeps us hidden. You got it. And he sits down at the front and he begins to guide you guys through the just blazing blizzard storm. If you've ever driven in the rain where you can barely see like a foot or two in front of you, it's the same but snow. And so the horses are even struggling to like pull the carriage through. But sure enough, the caravan squeaks its way forward and away from the monastery. Uh, Jorgen helps guide the way. It's about an hour, but it's an hour of very slow travel because of the snow. All of a sudden, you hear from the back again. The flump begins to glow red. Bad vibes incoming! Bad vibes incoming! Bad vibes incoming! Gary looks to Jorgen and says, I guess we're getting close. Mm, Not quite yet. Closer, but... Hold up. And he points to, like, directly in front of the caravan. And as you look out, you peer through the snow. You're, like, you're trying to wipe the debris off your face because it keeps piling up pretty fast on, like, your nose. You look out, 
and you see two vague figures approaching through the heavy snow. They're humanoid in shape. They're slightly hunched with four arms. Yes. And they each seem to carry a tall spear. Yes. As the figures come closer, Jorgen says, Ah, oh, shit. Reclaimers. And you see two Garalans. Yes. Ape-like creatures in Reclaimer yes. armor yes. approach <laughs> and go, Oh, they don't talk. How are you, fine gentlemen? All of a sudden, the carriage rocks, jostling everyone about as if something heavy has landed atop it. The caravan goes silent. Everyone looks up. The Goralans grip their spears and sniff at the air, their eyes squinting in the blizzard. You see heavy imprints on the caravan's canvas top, like footprints. The flump bunches up all its tentacles, sweating profusely and whimpering. Bad vibes, bad vibes, bad vibes, bad vibes, bad vibes, bad vibes. All of a sudden, the Goralans let out a pained <laughs> as they are sent flying backwards by some invisible force. Then, you see it leap down into the snow. The dark humanoid abomination from Hardy's healing temple. Barnabas eyes it and whimpers, Oh, gods, no! And Jorgen quickly gets up to his feet. What in the seven hells is that? Roll for initiative. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Benetados as Gary Mogbaugh. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
Space Podity. An actual play D&D Spelljammer podcast. In Space Podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Acting Captain's Log. We've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur. You, you want to traumatized? A spooky Asimar child. I'm an adult An now. adult Asimar child, whom I suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power, and the most headstrong elf I have ever met. And that includes Rascal Gar, the cataclysmically reckless, from the former Arajanon Zed. Sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens are out of ale. How am I going to function? Space Podity. Find us wherever your podcasts are.